mean, you can get a console. You want me to get a, you want me to get you a console? <laughs> I'm gonna need a. Uh, your turn is it's your turn. It's your turn for the. Uh, I know it is. Hey, all you campers, welcome back to your favorite podcast, That Would Be Rad, a podcast that majors in 80s and 90s nostalgia, comic culture, all things paranormal, and minors in retro video games, tabletop RPGs, pre-internet mysteries, and raising our kids to be half as cool as we were back in the 80s. I'm your counselor, Tyler Bentz, and this is your other camp counselor, Woody Brown. What's up, dude? Man, I gotta say, the weather is beautiful, it's been mm-hmm. hot, but the evenings have been nice and cool, which is kind of like a cruel tease because, I mean, dare I say that I'm already pretty excited and ready for fall. <laughs> I was thinking that the other... You can't just like, cool down, man. Yeah, Gosh. I was thinking the same thing. It's And, like, part of me was, like, legitimately thinking, man, it's fall coming? And it was like, dude, summer literally just started on your birthday. Yeah, but, I mean, I don't know. Like, because of school and that kind of thing with kids and stuff. Summer kind of begins in May for me, and then it's like, yeah, yeah. we're still in summer. Mm-hmm. That's true. The mean streets of where they at uh, Hell's Kitchen. You know, we would open God up the, the fire extinguishers. And we'd let the, <laughs> let the water spray across the street. That, that, would, that would be our games. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about today? Uh, well, I mean, you know, in our intro we talk about how we're into 80s and 90s nostalgia and really i mean mm-hmm. frankly just nostalgia period and yeah. so when a movie like the one that was just released this past week i just feel like after watching it mm-hmm. i kind of feel mm-hmm. compelled to talk about it so today we're going to talk about the brand new movie well really the trilogy in a way called fear street which is mm. now streaming on netflix mm-hmm. the first one is fear street 1994 you know something that is confusing before we kind of dive into the movie so it says that it's loosely based on the R.L. Stein books, Fear Street, but I yeah, gotta I say, after watching the movie, um, I don't remember those R.L. Stein books being, you know, that intense. But I've only read the Goosebumps one, so I don't know if he got like a little bit more intense um, with a you know older target audience. I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. I mean. I don't know about you, but I've kind of whenever I was watching this, I kind of jotted down my notes with. Almost no spoilers. I don't know how many spoilers you... Ooh, yeah. What I'm asking you is, do we need to throw up the spoiler siren? Give me that siren. All right, so if you have not watched this movie, again, it's called Fear Street 1994, Mm -hmm. then I highly recommend you press stop right now. Yeah. Go watch the movie. It's available on Netflix again. Mm Mm-hmm for free, mm-hmm. streaming now. Uh, and actually, by the time you're listening to this episode, the second movie, uh, which is called Fear Street 1978, will have also been released. But which go I'm back and watch the first one for sure before super listening. Super excited about. Any further. Yeah, me too. All right. The first thing I have to say is I love this movie. <laughs> is that too fast? I mean, do we have to say that at the well, end? Or can I go ahead and both. just... Yeah, I mean, can I just say that just <laughs> out of the gate? I loved this movie. Yeah, the, I liked it too. A the lot. intro credits, um, <clears throat> or the intro credits kind of like sequence, is one of the best I've seen in a long time. Yeah, you know, most of the and time, as a huge Nine Inch Nails guy, the second Closer started coming on, 
was like, okay. yeah, in the mall, you mean? Yeah, it's like this is what yeah. we're doing. I mean, here's the thing: Tyler and I have both been watching a ton of '80s summer camp slashers, and you know, just for a movie to be set in the '90s for me was extremely refreshing. Yeah, that's what I was about to say too. Mm-hmm. I mean, especially after we kind of dug through. And I'd say a lot of the songs that we kind of came up with for our uh, Songs of Summer episode last week, mm-hmm. a lot of them really did kind of come out in the 90s. Yeah. Throughout this movie, the soundtrack, even though potentially, you know, relatively cliche to us that grew up in the 90s, I think it gives a pretty cool and somewhat broad taste for the younger generation that didn't grow up in the 90s as to mm-hmm. the type of music that was playing on yeah. all of our boom boxes at the time mm-hmm. which is it just me getting turning into an old man but like yep <laughs> well i know the answer <laughs> but like man that it's weird just thinking of like the 90s as like vintage or yeah like old i i just i mean even though i know that like you know i graduated in 99 would graduated in 89 so like there's like that even though I know that it was a long time ago, it just it still feels like the '90s were like five years ago or something. Yeah, it's bizarre. Well, I mean, it, it is, and even like whenever someone's like, "Oh yeah, you know, this came out in 2003," I'm like, "Oh, you know, just just a few years ago, just a couple it's years, like ago. almost 20 years ago at this point, which is just <laughs> disgusting." Yeah, a couple of cool things that people might not know just immediately watching it is that a lot of this movie was filmed in Georgia. Which is kind of oh, cool. That, cool. That mall was actually filmed, I think, in like the South DeKalb Mall, which is kind of like the Gwinnett Place Mall that was used in Stranger Things. They're yep. probably about, I don't know, 15 to 20 miles apart from each other. Mm-hmm. That, you know, there's a couple of these that still exist today here in Georgia in the metro Atlanta area that are just, you know, basically almost vacant and um, are a perfect place for movies and television to use. Um, whatever they need it uh, for. Mm -hmm. It's just like immediately you walk in, you don't really have to change a lot uh, to be transported back in time. So another thing that I, that kind of drew me in to check this out, you know, aside from it just being a slasher movie, that already is going to kind of draw Tyler and I into checking it out. But the fact that it was, you know, set in the 90s, but also the fact that there's this trilogy of films, I thought this was, this is just like one of the coolest parts that is going to be released a week apart on Netflix. And they are filled with this sort of like, they're kind of starting with, not the end, but sort of like the most recent. So like uh, Fear Street 1994, the first movie, you're learning about all this lore and stuff that has to do with this town that these kids lived in, live in called Mm -hmm. Shadyside. And, you know, the next movie is going to be set in 1978. And then the third one's going to be set in 1666. So you're kind of like discovering... Camp Nighthawk. Yeah, Camp Nighthawk. So the next one is going to be a summer camp slasher, which is so mm-hmm. awesome. But yeah. You kind of already figure out and kind of learn about, you know, basically kind of how it ends in this first movie in a way. Yeah. And um, again, I don't want to give too many spoilers away anyway, but man, I just think that to me is super unique you know you 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 have this trilogy of movies you're releasing them a week apart instead of just like i mean think about it they could have turned this into a multi-episode show because the movie itself is almost two hours long i I think right Mm -hmm. yeah pretty long 
Yeah, and so they could have done Wh- that. Which it goes kind of it goes pretty fast though. Yeah, the pacing is like pretty immediate. You know, mm-hmm. it is very reminiscent of movies like Scream. I think there's some you know, oh yeah, intentional and maybe even subconscious sort of nods to that movie and i think all of the upcoming movies will also have some oh boy (laughs) sorry what you got over there man continue um we'll also have you know some some nods to all the movies that those of us that are into sort of like you know scary movies and that kind of thing thrasher movies thrashers (laughs) will kind of recognize you know but they do it in a way that isn't it's almost like homage versus just exactly. straight up copying, you know. Yep. And and it's yep. refreshing. I mean, I never felt watching this movie, I never felt like, oh, they're just copying, you know, whatever. I thought it was a pretty mm-hmm. cool way for them to, you know, kind of rope in kids that are about the age of these main characters. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. kind of like Scream did whenever it came out when we were kids. Yeah, I did you I, I also like Take liked, it away. <laughs> I, I do like the uh which I'm wondering if this character in the sequel, you know, the sequel hasn't come out yet, the, but I do like the little appearance of some of the Stranger Things kids. Cast. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think the um the girl that plays uh Max yep. is in the second movie. Mm-hmm. Another cool thing about it too is because of the way that they set this this movie up with there being, and again, th- this is going to be kind of where the spoiler is a little bit. <clears throat> Basically, they're in this town. We know that something's going on with a witch. Okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because of that, throughout history, uh, since I guess 1666, people every now and then, every couple of years or whatever, kind of go mad and end up killing a lot of people. Mm hmm. And almost <clears throat> those those different bad guys or killers or whatever mm-hmm. kind of have elements of all the, the stuff that ends up in a lot of the movies that we like, a lot of the scary movies that we like. Like, you know, that dude that was kind of carrying the axe with like almost like the the um, the burlap sack over his head, almost like yep. Friday the 13th Part 2. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think he's going to end up being the guy that's at this this camp, Nighthawk. Yeah, that, that's – I was going to ask you if that was – I think that so. I don't know. Kind of the same dude. Because there's like a bunch of them. There's like that weird like kid or something that has like a mask on. And then there's yeah. like the milkman. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think we're going to learn about a lot more. And I, you know, I will say anybody that's kind of like, hey, what are we going to watch this weekend? Make sure that if you're watching it with your spouse that they are okay with some gore. Because initially I thought, you know, I would say three quarters of the way of the movie, I was like, you know, this isn't as bad. There's a lot of stabbing and that kind of thing. But, you know, it's kind of like Scream. My wife Mm -hmm. likes those movies. She can probably handle this. Then we got to the supermarket. Oh, yeah. And that was more reminiscent of, like, old 80s movies like Chopping Mall and that kind Mm -hmm. of stuff where it is uh, very gory. And I was very glad that I watched the entire thing first before deciding whether or not she should watch it with me and the answer is she's not gonna watch it yeah it's it's a real tip to the hat of those like over the top Mm -hmm. like 80s it's like you're basically watching a movie to like fast forward to the scenes where just people are just getting just (laughs) just torn apart yeah and like you said 
and like we said at the beginning, you know, it moves pretty quick mm-hmm. in terms of the pace, and that happens <laughs> pretty quickly. You know, like yeah, oh, nobody's yeah. safe. That's again kind of what I like about this movie. All of the characters are in danger, and man, I don't know about you, but after watching all these, you know, summer camp slashers and stuff recently. Mm-hmm. Every time a character, anytime the the writing kind of gives like two characters like some emotional connection or like, you know, raises the stakes a little bit, you're just like, whoop, they're the first to go. Dead. First one that's going to get it. Yeah, exactly. And which so any- which I, I do, real quick, I do think that that's, that's the genius of of like Scream just in general. Mm-hmm. Is, it, is it like, it's a very sort of like self-awareness that it like, lays out all this stuff which i think is a really kind of genius you know yeah the format the formula right yeah and i always thought it was cool in in the screen movies how they kind of like really got meta in each movie yeah exactly it was awesome Mm -hmm. if you're just looking at it in terms of it being like the broad sort of like sixty thousand foot view Mm -hmm. you know it's a classic sort of scary movie tale where there are teens Mm -hmm. they are kind of you know, split up into a couple different factions. You know, this town, Shady Side, is sort of like the, you know, the lower income side of things. Another trope that's pretty popular in the eighties. And then you've got like the the rich kids or whatever. And there's that rivalry. And mm-hmm. then within that, you've got this like lore about this like witch. And then you've got all these like other things. And the way that they kind of incorporated different elements of the nineties into it to kind of like you know, hint at some of that stuff. Like one of the very beginning scenes, you know, this kid is like chatting on AOL and they're kind of like researching different stuff. So this is like, again, like the beginning of the internet and Mm -hmm. well, mainstream internet, I'll say. And, you know, even the, his older sister kind of gives him grief for being on AOL for so long because it's so expensive. Yeah. I love that. I just, I just love that there's all this kind of stuff going on, but you know, they're trying to escape. There's kind of like the the slasher aspect, you know, these guys are running from something physical, but then there's mm-hmm. also this like sort of evil spirit slash witch or witch stuff that's going on too. And mm-hmm. all of it kind of surrounds the past. They're like kind of picking up clues because of the past. And, you know, I just thought all of that stuff was, was really cool. Yeah. yeah for me, I, I thought, and you know, it's kind of fairly immediate, but I really, we will return after these messages. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Tyler, man, you know, there's one thing that got me through this COVID craziness. I got in the mail a couple of items from our merch store. Mm. And I got to tell you, man, this crew neck sweater is maybe one of the most comfortable things I've ever worn. The inside of it is like, I don't know how to explain it, man. I, I'm, I'm never going to take this thing off. Wait a minute. We have sweaters? I mean, you know what I'm saying. Sweatshirts. This sweatshirt is the most comfortable thing I have ever put on. I also got this like really cool trucker cap that says B-Rad on it. I mean, mm-hmm. I think if... People haven't already. They need to go check out our merchandise store. They can find it at shop.spreadshirt.com slash 
that would be rad. So again, that's shop.spreadshirt.com. That would be rad. America's future can be determined by our dreams and our visions. It was very intense. For over 200 years, there have been reports of giant man-like creatures. From another dimension, another world, I don't know. The most intriguing mystery on the North American continent. You are listening to That Would Be Rad. You know, I'm I'm always kind of drawn into like the, the sort of... Um, in my horror movies, I like a little bit of that, like supernatural stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, like with Scream, it was, it was fun and it was cool, but it was like, oh, it's just like, you know, a dude just slicing people up. So, mm-hmm. um, so it's you know, it starts out like that, and then I really loved how it, you know, you you just you think like, oh, well, it's just another like guy in a suit, but uh, it sort of expands into this like over the top kind of supernatural sort of thing uh it's it's really kind of unique really cool well it's funny because i actually am the exact opposite of that like Mm -hmm. typically i don't gravitate towards the movies they have to do with like ghosts and like spirits and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. just because like i was telling somebody the other day you know if someone's coming at me with an axe or a chainsaw or a knife my thought immediately is um you know i can at least I've got some control over the situation. I can run. I can fight. Mm-hmm. I can scream. <laughs> you know, whatever it is. I can do something. If it's like some weird ghost spirit thing, you know, oh, yeah. you, what 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 am I going to do? You know? You're a goner. Yeah, so it's like mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Like, you know, I know a lot of people are into like the conjuring and like the exorcism of Emily Rowe or whatever, all this kind of stuff. Not mm-hmm. me, man. I don't, I don't. Yeah, my wife is I don't anti- know, I like that stuff. It's just too, it's just, demonic I don't know, it doesn't... I'm not really into that kind of thing per se. I just like a little bit of like a, uh, you know, it, it's the reason that, it, I mean, even though technically, I guess, like Friday the 13th is like a like yeah. a supernatural thing. Yeah. I was always like the Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, which is also kind of supernatural too. Oh, no, 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 Nightmare yeah. on Elm Street is straight up supernatural. Yeah. But I'm saying compared to like the Friday the 13th, oh, it's just a guy with a, a machete mm-hmm. or... Yeah, it ended up getting into the supernatural thing. Yeah, exactly. Later, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, no, no, no. I, you know, I think we've talked about this before too. Yeah, I was much more of a nightmare on Elm Street guy, and only recently have kind of gotten back into the um, the Friday the Thirteenth movies, which are just man, so good. Yeah, I need to go back because you you've plowed through like almost all of them. Well, right? no, no, there's like a million, but I'm I think I stopped at number five or six. Are we still remember. in the 80s? Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow. man. I feel like they just, like, cranked them out every year after that first yeah. one, dude. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you know, some things that I'd completely forgotten, like Corey Feldman being in, um, I think it was the fourth one. Oh, wow. Com- yeah. I mean, I completely forgot. Was he, like, really young, I guess? Oh, yeah. Yeah, really yeah. young. It was probably around the same time that, like, he was in Gremlins, you know? Mm. Like, that, mm-hmm. that sort of era. He's, like, a really, you know young yeah and i think maybe just maybe one of the critiques that people would give this movie potentially is that it did move kind of fast you know you don't have a ton of time to really connect with the characters in a way that you like kind of care about them i guess yeah but i think they, they they provided like enough to where it's almost like that's not really the point really it's almost like this 
initial movie, yes, you're supposed to care about the characters and whether or not they survive this. And they, there's some certain spots where I'm like, oh man, this is amazing. And I'll get to that in a second. But really, I think it's, it's main purpose is to serve as a vehicle to the next couple of movies, yeah. you know? And so it's mm-hmm. interesting to me too, that we already kind of know, I'm, I'm interested to see like, even though they're called 1978 and 1666, if that's solely when that is that all we're going to see or are we going to kind of like revisit these characters back in the, in the nineties after seeing some of what happened back then, you know, that's what I'm interested to see. But one of the things that I love, I mean, probably one of my favorite quotes in the movie, I had to like write it down and it will give you, if you haven't watched the movie or if you don't care to or whatever, it'll give you a little bit of a sense of how they do things in this movie. And so the quote is basically, this girl is uh, talking to her crush, and she's mm-hmm. and she's sitting there, and she's like, you know, s- staring into her eyes, kind of thing. And she's like, "When this is all over, I'm gonna take you on a date. We're gonna oh, eat yeah, cheeseburgers and listen to the Pixies and make out and have the I best night that. of our damn lives. But right yeah. now, you've got to die." <laughs> and I'm yeah. like, "Oh man, I mean." First off, it sounds like an awesome date, man. Cheeseburgers, the Pixies, that Mm -hmm. moment kind of immediately took me back to being, you know, a kid in 1994. Yeah. You know, those are the kind of things that would appeal, well, would still appeal to me now, but, Mm -hmm. you know, uh, certainly then, Mm -hmm. you know, I just thought that was awesome. And then all of a sudden, so she's describing this like really cool date and then (laughs) then ends it with, but right now, you've got to die. And it's just like, whoa, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Um, My only critique, though, is, and it's it's kind of one of those sort of like je ne sais quoi or like kind of like unexplainable things. But my only critique is the fact of like I feel like I feel like the writing and the direction is very like on point as far as like growing up in the '90s and yeah. being a kid and like you know like the references and stuff. But there's something about it that I feel like the kids don't really capture like the way 90s kids were. It, mm-hmm. It's almost like they're a little too self-aware, a little too... Yeah, um, but you know what I mean? maybe that's because like we're like for me, I was not self-aware. Yeah, they don't do a good job of being realistic teenagers. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I mean, when we were in the 90s, it's like, you know, we were in it. So, mm-hmm. but it just, it kind of feels like... I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, there's no time travel in here, but it's like you're, you know, all the kids are, you know, modern, you know, kids in 2021 or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so, like, there's no real way of, like, knowing, but, like, there's just, I don't know, there's something about, like, that sort of naive innocence a little bit that they're Mm -hmm. missing. Yeah, I agree. They're a little too, like... um, too fast, too sharp, too... We could do this, you know, like, instead of just like, oh, my God, what are we going to do, you know? Right, um, right. I agree with that. Yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, but, but again, I don't, even while I was watching, I was thinking, like, I don't really know how to, how to, like, remedy that. Like, how do yeah. you, because you're, you know, that's just who they are, you know, so. Yeah. I don't know. And, and you know, it also helps that they're that way in order to move the story along and, and mm-hmm. kind of match that pace that they want. Yeah, for sure. In case you forgot, listener, the soundtrack is perfection. I mean, uh, yeah. just right out of the gate, and you know, in the beginning of the movie, you got Nine Inch Nails, you've got like Bush, you've got um, uh, oh, garbage, God, yeah, garbage. Which 
eh, I never really cared for. But it, it just immediately, that's the thing. It immediately takes you back mm-hmm. to 1994. I mean, I was thinking Yeah, about, even like like Elastica and oh, yeah. White Town. You remember that song? Yes. Oh, man, uh, of course. Yeah, here, like, it's funny because I had that. Uh, I was, like, looking for that the other day. And there are a couple of, like, B-side, like, hidden mm-hmm. gems on it, which, I mean, like you're saying, within the first, I would say, five minutes when they're doing, like, the school montage, mm-hmm. I mean, they probably play 15 oh, yeah. 90 songs. Yeah, man. And, I mean, that might get on some people's nerves, but for me, sure. it's like, I mean, whatever. It's just cool. Oh, you I know? love yeah. that. Yeah. I mean, I got to say, though, I, I am 10 times more excited about the next one. I am and I'm not, man, because I've been watching these Friday the 13th movies. It's like I've been entrenched in this like summer yeah. camp slasher. That well, yeah. I kinda it was like a breath of fresh air. But yes, I'm I'm all like, especially, dude, I loved how they did that at the end, man. You get that that peak of, yeah. Um, what is it? Arrowhawk? What's the name of the camp? Uh, dark, uh, Nighthawk. <laughs> dark. Uh, Nighthawk. And, and so just like, what a cool, what a cool way to 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 do it, you know. I'm a little, a, apart. a little bummed because, like, when you first told me about this, I think you said that the third one is like in the '60s. No, like, I did not, dude. I no, I, I guess I just I misheard you say that, but I thought, I thought it was like '90s, '70s, '60s. So like yeah. '60s, I was like, oh yeah, man, it's gonna be like almost like like the Wonder Years, but mm. but then like '1660s, it's like. Like, what is that going to be like? I don't know, but it's going to be kind of like maybe the village vibe. You know? Yeah, that's that's what I think. I think it's going to be cool, man. Yeah. It, it's just, it is such a departure from like the vibe of, you know, pop culture, mm-hmm. you know, so. Kind of, but it's like, you know, a lot of those like, not conjuring, but what are those ones that like deal with that? Like sort of like old, yeah, um, you know what I mean? Like, I think that's, and again, dude, I think it's a very smart way to kind of rope in all of the different like horror genre fans because you've got like mm-hmm. you've got the slasher piece you've got like the the weird witch lore you've got like yeah. the uh summer camp slasher piece you've got like the old sort of like well i mean even almost in this like the bell witch you know like the 16th yeah uh, bell witch that's that's a good actually you know what that's probably that's probably the total vibe that they're gonna be yeah using and, on this and um, i think it's gonna be and you know it's it's interesting too because we've seen kind of like pictures of or now we've seen kind of like some actual footage of this like 1978 era mm-hmm. zero of 1666 so we're just going in like who knows you know yeah what it's yeah. gonna be like who the actors are nothing yeah that's that is that is gonna be do you think they'll play some rob zombie in that one <laughs> burn through the witches <laughs> and or or it's just like the 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 witch like gets hung and it's like cowboy It's like as soon as like the rope hits, like you know, it's like cling, and it she dies. It's like drag you. Didn't didn't Boo Boo used to have a thing that he would like sing that in one of his something man his voice or something? Oh, I liked how at the very end they instead of pulling like I mean, well when. A lot of people think of the Pixies. What song do they, do they think of? Uh, Where's My Mind? Yeah. Yep. And I'm glad, even though, I mean, I would have loved to have heard that song in yeah. the movie. I was so happy that they chose the song Hey by the Pixies. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And of course, you know, which is kind of know, a weird song. So it is a weird song, man. It's and it, it's like that. super melancholy and kind of for the kids in the '90s, probably a little bit under the radar because that that song was released in the late '80s. Yeah, obviously, you know that we would have loved the scene. The fact that the you know she gives her a mixtape and it's like, man, I mean, I used to do that all the time. When oh I was a yeah, kid. dude. You know, I started thinking about 1994. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was going on for me that year. So for me, I had just moved back to the States. I was a freshman in high school and coming off a pretty long run of being a Chicago White Sox fan, mm-hmm. uh, mainly because of Frank Thomas and, of course, Bo Jackson. And oh, yeah. I started thinking about all the stuff that was released that year, like that I was just obsessed with and like, what, you know, what did I do after school and like that summer and stuff. And it's like I remember Friday nights after the football games, Everybody would go over to this place in Gwinnett County called Mazio's. Mm-hmm. It was right there in Buford. It doesn't exist anymore. I think it's like a Title Max place now or something, which sucks because it was one of those pizza places that had like the video games in the table, you know, oh, and like those big pictures of Coca Cola and those big red Coca Cola. Big red glasses. cups, yeah. Oh, dude. Yeah, that, and, that's classic, like Pizza Hut, too. The Mrs. Pac Man yeah, and the table. Exactly. And, you know, I bet it was kind of like the way that that building was, it was very much set up just like a Pizza Hut and it just smelled, you know, I think on Friday nights oh, it was kind of like a, all you can eat. What? I was just I was just oh. reminiscing just yeah like an all it. you can eat pizza thing for like you know ten dollars or whatever and so like you know my parents who were relatively strict or whatever were fine like they would drop us off there and you know it's just all us kids and so like you know it, it, it's it's that moment in your life where you're like you're being dropped off at this pizza place and it's like anything can happen. Oh, yeah. You know, you, you might have a run-in with this girl that you have a crush or you might get in a fight. You know, anything could happen. You're kind of coming in there. You've got your Walkman anyway. You, you walk in. You're listening to whatever music that's setting the vibe for you. And it was just so much fun, man. Not a worry yeah. in the world. Nothing but, like, opportunity in, in front of you. And I just, yep. man, that was so much fun. Dude, what the? Did you just squeeze out a fart, man? No, it's this chair, man. Dude, that is the oldest... I, no, listen, hold on, hold on. No, not, no, no like hold on, that. there it is, hold on. I, I know what a chair squeaks. No, 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 listen, listen. Hold on. It does this, if I like lean up, it does this thing like, Dude, like this a is lower straight, Speaking pitch. of 94, one of the first dates I ever went on, I slid into this freaking uh, booth at like Outback Steakhouse and they had like those leather kind of seats or whatever and the sound, oh, the it noise. could have been at Mazio's. I don't know, <laughs> but I slid in there and it was like, and I'm like, huh. I'm like, it was the the, it was the bench, and it really was, really was the booth bench. Yeah. But then I couldn't duplicate the sound, so they're like, yeah, we, hey man, we got it. It's fine. It happens to all of us. Now. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did you say that was your first date? No, it was like it was like it was kind of like a group date. With oh this yeah. Group, you know, like mm-hmm. hey, Sandra and Shelly are gonna mm-hmm. meet you there. Me and Daniel are gonna, you know, and so like. You know, it's kind of like that thing where you're just like, I mean, I kind of like both of them. So, like, you know, either way, I'm good. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? My my first date was at that, that um, God, what was that Italian place? It was beside the pizza place that we went to the other day. Or, or like, across the uh, across the street. First off, we went to a pizza place the other day? Yeah, we, we went to pick up pizza. You mean, like, a month ago, bro? Yeah, like a month ago, yeah. No, I guess it was a couple of weeks ago. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it was right across the street. It was Pasquale's. Pasquale's. That was my but first. But I don't know if it was always Pasquale's. I think it was something else before that. No. It could have been Pasquale's. The signage looked it looked appropriate for the time that you're I mean, I just remember about. back, to it, does it still have like the, the burgundy sign that it's on? It did, but they tore it down. Well, then that's what it was. And I remember my first like real day, like, and it was in uh, the girl that I, I can't even remember who it was, mm-hmm. but it was like mom's Whoa. minivan. And I don't know why this was, but like I ended up having to sit in the back with like her little brother. Yes. Instead of like the girl sitting in the back, she just stayed in the passenger seat. Yeah, well, I was you didn't like, care. You're just like, hey man, what's up? Hey Kevin. Hey Kev. What do you think about the boys and men, huh? Well, he was like six, so he was just obnoxious. I actually don't. I can't. I honestly, I cannot remember like my very first date ever, other than just like that one that I just kind of talked about, where I just like, you know, made the stupid leather seat sound like a freaking. <laughs> Shark. Yeah. Yeah. But dude, I started looking at like what movies came out in 94. Insane, dude. Mm. So here's some of the ones that came out that were like, for me, like blockbuster rental, like favorites. Oh, yeah. Stargate, mm. True Lies, The River Wild. Oh, yeah. Sad. Remember that one? So sad. Was it sad? Yeah, dude, he dies at the end. Who dies? The dad? Brad Pitt dies. No, no, no. River Wild is not with you're talking about River Runs Through It, which I don't know when that was released. That is what it could have <laughs> been 94, but I don't know. Oh, yeah. Jeez. The, the Shadow. You remember that? Oh, Maverick. Yeah. Do you remember that movie? It's oh, a dude. Western, but you know, it's got. Um, it's one of the best movies. Oh, my Mel gosh, Gibson. Dude. Mel Gibson, dude. Uh, Michelle so Pfeiffer. Um, is it Michelle Pfeiffer? I don't, I don't, I don't think oh, it's wait, Michelle dude. Pfeiffer. I think it's Jodie Foster, but. Uh, <laughs> Jodie Foster. Boy. Close. They're, both of their last names start with an F. Oh, so, Michelle Foster. <laughs> Michelle Foster. That movie Camp Nowhere, which is very appropriate for mm-hmm. Camp Red Strangeness. Yeah. Listen to this lineup, though. The Usual Suspects, Pulp Fiction, oh, yeah. Shawshank Redemption, Time Cop, a, a Van Damme classic. Classic. Speed. Man, which, by the way, man, you don't hear much about Speed, but that movie was a... Oh my it gosh, was dude. everywhere. It was it was it was huge. It was an international yeah. phenomenon. That's when we were introduced to Sandy. Well, Sandy Bullock. Oh, that's right. Now listen to this. This is this blew my mind. These all came out in '94. I didn't believe it. I had to like verify multiple times. You ready? Mm-hmm. Dumb and Dumber, Ace oh. Ventura, and The Mask. Can what? you believe that, dude? No. What a year for this dude. Oh, yeah. Wow. You can look it Talk up. about striking while the iron is hot. No kidding, man. Man. Wow, that's crazy. Yep. Forrest mm. Gump, and let's round it out with the most important movie in 94 that came out for me, which was The Crow. Oh, dude, 100%. So, I mean, what a year, right? And so yeah. I tried to put myself back into that mindset when I was thinking about this movie and stuff. And, yeah, I think overall the movie itself is kind of like a glossy you know, version of this. Mm-hmm. But the good news is the 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 lady that directed it, I think her name is, you know, if this is not how you pronounce it, forgive me, but uh, her name is uh, Leah Janiak. Rooney. No, Janiak. Oh. And she was born in 1980. So she grew up the same time we did. And so mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of probably helped it from getting any gloss here. Yeah. And, and at the same time, 
I don't know about you. Do you agree that like it didn't feel like, oh, these folks are just making Stranger Things in 1990s? Right. You know, which I was kind of nervous about. I mean, I, I could see like, I think for like the generation a little older than us, uh, it's funny you say that because that was like, that was one of the things that I sort of thought of. I was like, I wonder if, you know, like the three or four grades above us, like. Yeah. The guys, the guys and gals that were like seniors when we were friends. Exactly. Exactly. Like the cool kids back then. I wonder if that age group watches this movie and sees it as like. Ugh, what a cheesy like a, rendition of the nineties. Yeah, it's just like yeah. a like a money grab for for like the gen you know, older Gen Xers, I guess. Yeah. I mean I will say it doesn't have the same To me the fashion didn't quite at least how I grew up in the nineties, where yeah. I grew up and stuff. But I mean ninety four was a weird year because you had like, you know, grunge was basically at its peak. We talked oh, about yeah. this this album the other uh last week on our uh, Songs of Summer, but you know, Weezer and all these other bands were starting to get a lot more attention. Yeah. So fashion was kind of weird. And I thought it was, they did kind of fall into a more neutral sort of uh, approach to the fashion. You know, you didn't, I didn't see any Jinkos or anything like that. I was but it, say, wasn't, yeah. it wasn't anything that was um, overly one way or the other. It was just kind of is. Which and I think, kind of, I, I, to me, like, I feel like that was kind of a missed opportunity though, because. Yeah. Like at least in my my um, middle school, it's like, you know, you did have like the little like, I mean, it wasn't technically like true goth, I guess. I mean, yeah. you didn't have like Susie and the Banshees fans, but like, yeah. you did have like those goth kids that kind of leaned into that like, uh, you know, Jo Bar, the Crow kind of thing with like mm-hmm. the fishnets on the sleeves and like, um, yeah. I feel like it was just weird that they didn't include like those staples to mm-hmm. me well and you know they kind of brushed they kind of there weren't a whole lot of scenes where they were just like at school you know um mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. were like a handful and for the most part the camera was pretty like tight on the the main characters even even like during the the football game and that kind of thing so yeah true you know i thought that was okay i will say that like the difference between let's say stranger things and this mm-hmm. is stranger things just does that aspect of the nostalgia so, so much better, dude. Yeah, they do. You know, this was a lot more sort of... I think that part of it was less of a character of the thing, you know? Like, I mean, the time and the, the I guess, the surroundings and, and all that stuff is so much really a, of a like a character of Stranger Things almost. You know, this didn't really lean on that. And I think that was okay, though, because I think otherwise, you know the obvious comparison between the two is going to be tough for him. But mm-hmm. I thought that, uh, man, I thought they did an, an awesome job, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I will say, uh, and again, maybe it's because, like, we've just been so <laughs> enamored with these, like, camp slasher movies and stuff. But, mm-hmm. um, I mean, boy, this last, like, two weeks, I've probably watched at least one 15 or two movies on right? Tubi that do what? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. At least one or two a day. Yeah. I know? mean, while I'm working, so they're kind of sure, in the background. Sure. But, yeah. but, like, I mean, boy, they have, like, summer camp massacre, pool party massacre, mm-hmm. slumber party massacre. I mean, there's, like, <laughs> there's, like, a whole, like, subgenre of yeah. just those. But I, I got to mm-hmm. say, man, the second that, that it, like, so at the ending, you know, not to spoil anything, it does show, like, a, like a little trailer 
thing of like the next one, you know, when you're back in the yeah. 70s. And I got to say, man, I, it, it made me mm-hmm. so much more excited. Yeah. Yep. Dude, what about that ending, man? It, you know, uh, yeah. well, I, maybe I'll, I'll, listener, the spoiler siren. But dude, whenever like uh, her girlfriend like is like standing there and then you realize that she just like stabbed her and you're like, what the, you know, like she got possessed. It's like she's talking mm-hmm. to that survivor and then that girl's now possessed by the witch or whatever. And then they like tie her up with the phone. And then, yeah, dude. And then like the survivor's like talking about like I was the only one that lived or whatever. <clears throat> and then mm-hmm. it, and then it goes into an intro of the next movie. Yeah. You know? And and then the way it ends, and then it just like slaps the nineteen seventy eight like, you know, a which bunch of was awesome. Golly, man! And then yeah. the end credit song is freaking um, White Zombie. Yep, dude, it like nothing could be more nineties, man. I mean, yeah. that was literally the only thing. Look, if I'm gonna be disappointed in anything about this movie, not one Oasis song, man. I mean, that's one definitely maybe yeah. came out. Yeah. You know? And they were but, sort of a, a phenomenon uh, at the, at the kind time. Kind of too. that that album did really well, but they weren't as mainstream as when, like in '96 or '95, when Wonderwall, the story, yeah, and all that yeah. stuff came out. So I yeah. get it, but if it, if it would have been in there, then it would have been like, man, that's exact. So mm-hmm. now I wonder if uh, I wonder if like the production teams are in any way kind of like tied to the Stranger Things. No. From what I could gather, man, this is like this director's – she did one other thing, I think, in 2016 that was like her debut. Mm-hmm. And then she's kind of directed a couple of episodes of the Scream series, I think, in like around that same time. Mm. And um, – but no, I think this is like her fi- – I think this is going to be what launches her, man. Because I thought like the photography yeah. and stuff and the way they built suspense with it yeah, and good. utilizing that – and mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the shots were really, really cool. So, yeah. Uh, the ol- my only other sort of thing, which didn't really bother me, but like when I saw it, I was thinking like, okay, I think people, I think there may be some people that that are really bothered by this of like the, but I don't know how else you would do it. Is like the when sort of the kind of like madness kind of takes over, their nose starts bleeding. Oh yeah, it's like I could see people being like, oh, that's like eleven. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, yeah. I don't know how else you would do it unless your eyes turn black or, yeah, you know, one of the That's other true. sort of tropes. I liked how they also had kind of like some classic characters. You've got like the, the main character who has a love interest and so mm-hmm. there's that um, danger. And then mm-hmm. you've got like the the kid who's like a little loud, a little too silly, kind of like um, Matthew Lillard's character in Scream right? Yep. before you find out that he's a bad guy. Um <laughs> And, uh, you know, just he, that kid reminded me of Matthew Lillard, Lillard yeah. you know, like kind of over the top, loud, silly, you mm-hmm. know, um, can kind of fit into every, anywhere because, you know, in any circle, he's just going to like find his way to make people laugh kind of thing. Yeah. Then you've got like the the nerdy kid who is bound to save the day in some way. With, with like the, the weird sort of like secret crush on like the popular mm-hmm. girl. Yeah. And yeah. so I thought that was awesome that he actually got to kiss her, but then bleh, she's the one that went through the meat thing. Yeah. Bleh, that's the scene that I'm talking about, dude. When that happened, I was like, oh, man, yeah. that's too much, dude. Yeah, I agree. 
I got to say, you know, moving on a little bit. I mean, it is funny because we were like horror movie everything when uh, this past Halloween. But mm-hmm. I got to say, man, these last couple of weeks, we've been really hitting it hard. Uh, I just finished also yesterday, which I mean, it's been out for a minute, but the Zack Snyder Army of the Dead. Oh, yeah. I hadn't watched that yet. I was excited about it coming out, but I started it one evening and then uh-huh. I was kind of like, I don't know. You know. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I, I mean, I, re- I actually really like Zack Snyder, but I mean, it looks amazing. I think I'm just, I'm st- I don't know, zombies to me just like, I feel like we've been so burnt out with them since like The Walking Dead and everything, mm-hmm. at least just for me. And I mean, this is just like strictly my opinion. I'm just like, kind of over it. I mean, I think I think if you're really into zombies and stuff, it would be kind of mind-blowing because it is like your, your Which huge I, I, budget and super yeah. stylized Zack Snyder, but um, yeah, I don't I know. Need to check I, mean, it out. I, like, like, yeah. I like zombies. Still to this day, one of my favorite zombie movies ever is Night of the Living Dead, you know, the, the original one that's black and white. The black and white. God, that's uh, so scary. Dude, that one, there's this one scene, I know I've talked about it on here, I had to have, where you the camera is focused on the on these two characters i think they're out in the cemetery and far off in the distance completely out of focus yep you just see something moving you don't even think about it and then it's just slowly coming towards them and they're like uh sir and it's just like yeah so slow and, then, and they're like in a suit oh God. dude so freaky man mm-hmm. now let me ask you this because i haven't watched the Zack snyder one um what kind of zombies are these? Are these like the slow moving kind of like ooh, kind, or are they like the fast paced, like sprinting towards you, like ah, kind of like crazy eyed? Well, I, I don't want to like ruin it for you because there's a little bit of like a, uh, like I kind of don't want to give that part away, but there's, there's, they're basically like two sort of versions. Okay. Okay. Um, cool. So you do have like your fast ones, which are kind of like the higher ups, and then you have like your sort of, you know, sl- slow, you know, kind of stupid, sort of shambling around ones. Yeah, like yeah, the shuffle. The yeah, there. And, and and as far as that goes, I'm glad you said that because there are some like, like pretty interesting kind of, like there was this one thing in in particular. And again, I've been so kind of over zombies for a long time, so this may be like somewhat of a common thing, but I had never seen this. Like, there's one scene where they're kind of like sneaking through. Uh, this like area where all these zombies are just kind of like they're all just standing up they kind of explain that they're sort of like in hibernation mode and so they're having to like sort of sneak past them while they're just like standing there but they're just kind of like you know asleep almost i thought that was really really kind of like um little will smith one um oh uh i am legend yeah you know, when they're just, dude, that scene in I Am Legend, whenever he's got, like, his flashlight and he's chasing after Great his dog movie. into that building and he just, like, flashes it and they're just, like, all, like, <laughs> breathing Oh, in yeah, circle. I guess that is kind of the same, yeah. You know what I'm talking about, though, mm-hmm. dude? That is so freaky, man. Holy yeah. smokes. That movie's awesome, dude. Yeah, it is I mean, such Will a Smith, good. I, I mean, and especially since Fourth of July was last week, mm-hmm. I, you know, we, we watched Independence Day. Will Smith is, like, one of the best that ever did it. Any yeah. movie that he's in, dude, I just love. He's he's just so awesome, man. Mm-hmm. God, he's so awesome, and it's just so Especially cool. After just, Earth, that was his best. I actually like that movie too, man. Oh God, I liked it. His his son just gets on my last nerve. Now I didn't see Gemini Man, but I thought it was awesome. Man, the CGI just looked real bad from the trailer. It, it uh, 
Well, dude, you know what I've noticed? CGI and trailers, depending on like what you're watching it on, mm-hmm. like I don't think the processing speed via internet or whatever did it justice. Like when you're watching it in 4K, mm-hmm. y- you know, there's moments where you're like, holy crap, dude, how in the world did it do that? But the one thing that every movie kind of, and TV show at this point, doesn't, it's not quite there yet, is like, the movement around the mouth. Yep, it's called the mouth flap. Yeah, it's wow. terrible. That's a weird name. Yeah, for it, yeah, it's it's called like it's a, a well, not like a theory, but it's they, it's called like the uncanny valley effect, where mm-hmm. uh, you know, and your more technical our more technical fans could describe this, you know, much better. But like it's it's kind of the thing that like is like our minds. It, it, it sort of makes it really difficult for our minds to to fully accept that it's, you know, human or real, I guess, yeah. quote, unquote. Um, because it's just like that little thing that's like, mm. and it's yeah, like ma- we're mouths at that, are hard. We're at that, like, technology sort of um, edge right now where, you know, like right after that uh, scene in The Mandalorian and the season finale mm-hmm. where you know who shows up. Right. Oh God. Yes. Uh, I'm not gonna spoil that for anybody listening, but shame on you. Go watch it now. If yeah. you're a Star Wars fan, mm-hmm. you've probably already seen it, honestly. Um, but you know who shows up? Yep. And then like a couple weeks after that, they did one of those like deep fake things instead. So much better. So much better. And yeah. I think that's probably gonna be the methods that are used in the future. Because I mean, that's the thing about this Gemini Man thing. There I'm I'm telling you, dude, there's certain moments where you're like how in the heck did they do that? Anyways, you should watch Gemini Man. It's definitely worth the watch. There's some really freaking awesome action sequences that are just God, really, really. Oh cool man, we're forgetting. We left out uh, I Robot, which oh, yeah. I used to love that movie. Yeah, me too. That's another really, really, really great classic. One. Now I know we didn't intend on this, but here's something else that you should stream this weekend or this week, whenever you listen to this. This is a, this is actually a good movie night one. Um, it just came out as well over the Fourth of July weekend, and it's called Tomorrow War. Oh man, I've been wanting to With see Chris the, Pratt. The Chris Pratt, yeah, dude, is it cool? I th- yeah, man, I thought it was awesome. I may put that in tonight. Yeah, you, you should definitely, man. And I love, um, by the way, I love that. No other like everybody in our you know generation. It's like. I'll put that in tonight. Like, I have a video cassette of it. Yeah. Well, cool, dude. Um, all in all, like we said before, you know, we give we give uh, Fear Street 1994 the red stamp of approval for sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I, I can't think of anything else to say about it. It was uh, two thumbs up. Yeah, same here. Two thumbs I up. I think it was, like, super entertaining. It wasn't too much of one thing or another. It was, if you're looking for a good slasher movie... Mm-hmm. This is a good slasher movie with, you know, it's getting kind of got some depth and I'm interested to see what they do with these next sequels and I'm loving that I don't have to wait a year to figure it out. Yeah. Uh, like we say every single week, thank you to all of the people that listen to our show. You know, you're taking time out of your busy day, out of your busy lives mm-hmm. to spend some time with us. And when I say that it means the world to us, I really mean that it means the absolute world to us. Yeah. You know, we can't thank you enough for that. We can't thank you for all the interaction that, that you know, um, 
whether it's commenting on our on our page or, or even sending us emails, we actually just got an incredible email with some really cool uh, information from one of our listeners in Australia. Mm-hmm. We can't wait to kind of dive deeper into more to come on that. It's actually going to become its own episode, and I cannot wait uh, for you folks to uh, to hear it. But it's just so cool that again, we created this show out of nothing, and now we have this community of people that we get to interact with on a weekly basis. And it's Mm -hmm. just, uh, I mean, it's just something special that we don't take for granted for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, You know, and kind of like what he he was saying, it's... Wadi. (laughs) Is that what I said? I don't know. Without you guys, we probably, you know, wouldn't have all this, this recorded material to show our kids when we're dead. So we really appreciate it. You gotta lay off. You gotta lay off the scary movies, man. You're getting real dark, <laughs> real dark, real fatalistic over here. Uh, yeah. So if uh, you know, if you have a long form sort of thing, a story, a voice memo, anything you kind of want to share that's that's kind of a bigger format, feel free to hit us up on our email. Uh, that would be radpod at gmail.com. Pretty much all of our social media activity is over on Instagram. But yeah. We appreciate it, you know, week to week coming back. We love the, the back and forth on Instagram, the um, just a little community that's growing over there. Like what he said, it means the world to us. So we appreciate you. We love you. We thank you. And as always, be red. That's the way it
Dude, how crazy is it that I just got a text from Jesse that says, prediction, in five to 10 years, CGI will be indistinguishable from reality at a consumer level. And we literally were just talking about yeah, no. deep fakes and mouth flap and Uncanny Valley. Yeah, it's Man. wild, dude. Synchronicity, you know. I'm pressing stop. Three, okay. two, one, stop.